0: Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining us on the line now from Israel, Zina Rakamelova, our Israel correspondent and columnist for the Jerusalem Post. Zina, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: No, great to have you on board, Zina, and welcome to the afternoon overdrive on Chai fm Zina, let's begin with the IDF uncovering the largest ever Hamas attack tunnel. Take us through that.
1: Correct. So yesterday, the IDF discovered the largest terror tunnel in northern Gaza. Mm -hmm. It branches out about four kilometers, and the IDF says that this tunnel was used by Gazans on a daily basis to enter Israel for work and for medical treatment. When you look at the photos, it looks just as large as a subway system. It's truly crazy to think that. Instead of building infrastructure to help the Palestinian people, instead, Hamas spent all this money and invested in terror tunnels instead.
0: So what exactly did this tunnel contain? You just mentioned now four kilometers. It looks like a subway. What exactly was contained within it?
1: As of now, they haven't released additional details of this information, but it was definitely close enough going into Israeli territory, and they're discovering... Um, they discovered something similar in the uh, Eras crossing as well, which is a, you know, the crossing is definitely known to be a place for coexistence um, between Israelis and Palestinians as COGAT, um, the unit that operates it, tries to, to do everything in its power to make the lives of Palestinians better. And instead, right underneath it, they found a terror tunnel as well. <laughs>
0: And now the IDF says it has found, um, is it 5 million in Israeli shekels in cash in a suitcase in the home of a top Hamas member?
1: Correct. So while there's a serious humanitarian crisis happening in Gaza, it's clearly being manufactured by Hamas because today Mm. they found these suitcases of cash, two suitcases that add up to about 5 million shekels. At the home of a senior Hamas leader in the Jabalia neighborhood, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, Jabalia is considered a refugee camp by the United Nations. And all of this money is for designated terror activity, and it was found hidden with weapons. At the same time, uh, Human Rights Watch, uh, the NGO that, you know, um, has its biases towards Israel, had published a report about how Israel is using starvation as a method of war, while they're actively ignoring that Hamas is stealing money, aid, and resources from their own people. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Zina, yeah, so at the same time, let's look at um, the Israeli host these three uh, hostages killed by the IDF. Certainly this is uh, stirring up a lot of uh, reaction and emotion. What are you seeing on the ground right now? What has their reaction been exactly regarding this?
1: Well, it's really hard. Israelis are definitely upset. All of us are holding out so much hope for the hostages. I've, m- myself, you know, met so many families of hostages. Israel so small. we we know it's very easy, unfortunately, to meet some of these families and to hold out hope for them. And we've heard the stories and we know, you know, the details mm. of how they were kidnapped. And so hearing this news is really, really devastating. The details of what the IDF Rev reported was that they were mistakenly identified as terrorists in the Shejaya area of Gaza. And then later, when they had their suspicions, they had taken the bodies back into Israel, and they were identified to be three Israeli hostages. We have Yotam Chaim, who was mm-hmm. abducted from Kfar Aza, Samar Halalka, who is an Arab-Israeli national, and he was abducted from Niram, and Alon Shemreis, who was abducted from Kfar Aza. The three of them were shirtless, and they were carrying a stick with a makeshift white flag. They had written help and, and SOS in Hebrew, which um, they believe they used leftover food to use this. Uh, what people need to understand, the Shijaya neighborhood, um, there has been a lot of uh, Gazans that were wearing civilian clothing, who had then ended up being Hamas fighters that have fired at Israeli troops, and some were even suicide bombers. So it's very upsetting. It's a mistake that Israel will have to live with. Right now, our chief of staff, Halevi, even made an announcement that when someone is shirtless and wearing a white flag, it is forbidden by IDF soldiers to attack them. And we have to remember that these three men and all of the remaining hostages should have never been in Gaza in the first place
0: staying on the on the subject zena the family has now asked that they should be declared as fallen soldiers what has been the response to this
1: the sorry do you mind repeating that the families of those victims
0: yes the families of those fallen of so, those victims uh, they have they've asked that they should be declared as fallen soldiers has there been any response to that
1: so far no there hasn't really been any response specifically to that um but i really do believe that we need to do our best to honor mm. the wishes of the families.
0: Indeed, indeed. Zina, let's let's move on now to um, talk of uh, apparently another hostage deal on the cards and Hamas wanting to dictate the terms. What is the latest on that?
1: They're very careful to report anything from Israel's side about, about acquiescing to anything that Hamas wants. Mm. Um, but it makes a lot of sense because Hamas feels that they have the upper hand Israel had already asked for a hostage deal um, in exchange for a ceasefire, which Hamas has already rejected. Um, so they feel that they have the upper hand. They know that we care about these hostages. They know that we'll do whatever we need to do in order to save them. So one of their demands has been that Israel completely evacuates the area because, um, unfortunately, during a ceasefire, our soldiers stay there Uh, and, you know, their lives are deeply at risk when they have to stay there because, um, we don't want to allow Hamas to come back into the area and set up additional, um, terror infrastructure
0: during the ceasefire. U.S. um, Defense Minister Lloyd Austin, he was in Israel today. He met with his Israeli, uh, with Israel's Defense Minister. What was, what was the outcome of that?
1: Well, Yoav Galant, um, showed him a, photo of a senior Hamas official that Israel plans to eliminate, and he also showed which of them have been killed. I think the most important thing on Israel's end is that its objective is to eliminate Hamas while minimizing as many civilian casualties as possible. So while we cannot trust what the um, Mm. Gaza Ministry of Health is reporting um, in terms of who are combatants and who are civilians... Um, Israel is being as transparent as possible to show which of the, um, Hamas, um, terrorists it's eliminated mm-hmm. and what work it still has to do.
0: Indeed. Zina, something that's also hit the headlines today, who, there's been some, there have been numerous, uh, Houthi rebel attacks on Red Sea shipping. Uh, what is the latest on that?
1: The Houthi attacks of the Red Sea shipping. Uh we're still waiting on additional information on that, to be honest. Um, what's very, you know, it's I don't want to say comical mm-hmm. about it, um, is that the Houthis have um, any every time they send a rocket towards Israel, uh they have um, it takes about three hours to get to Israel. And so the Houthis involvement here beyond being a Hamas um, you know, affiliates uh, of an Iranian terror proxy, uh, is, is just really laughable. It's really, really laughable. Uh, they had taken, uh, they, they had released a list the other week of, um a pair, of, like supposed Israeli hostages that they had kidnapped and all of them were fabricated names that were not at all real names and is like in um, Hebrew names, just sort of like, Israeli really slang words so it's very difficult to really take what they're doing seriously here right
0: right zina uh, just uh we don't have much time uh just one more thing uh the united nations security council says drafted a resolution demanding a ceasefire releasing all the hostages and the palestinian authority control of the gaza strip what's been the reaction to that so far
1: the a ceasefire is not an option for us until, uh, unless it includes that Hamas is destroyed in the process. It is just not an option for us. And so, um, Israel will not acquiesce to international pressure, um, especially to bodies that doesn't have its best interests at
0: heart. Very quickly, uh, Zina, um, just going back to a question earlier on that I asked you about the five million shekels. Has there been a United Nations reaction to that? The money that was as found in the... Uh, as, as of now, of yes. As of now, mm-hmm.
1: silence. Right. As of now, silent.
0: Okay, so no reaction whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Zina... No reaction. <laughs> Zina, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us just to give us some background as to what transpired in Israel today. Zina Rakamilova, Israel correspondent and columnist for the Jerusalem Post, reporting to us uh, from Israel.